Hello and welcome to the first Brick Property Podcast, episode 25. My name is KM and I'm the director of First Brick Property Buyers Agency. The purpose of the podcast is to bring a casual style show to discuss all things property, with education being the key. Our episodes will range from discussing a variety of topics to having special guests who can share insights into the property world. Whether you're a beginner or a seasoned property investor, we believe this show will be able to further your knowledge and really remove any barriers into getting involved in the exciting and fun world of property. Now today I have a very, very special guest with me. Um, we'll get into his story a little bit in the podcast today and we'll discuss how this uh, very special person has gotten into the property market and got, purchased his first investment property during COVID and during the coronavirus pandemic. Um, sitting here next to me and he's looking a little bit awkward so I'm just going to introduce him now so he can <laughs> stop smiling at the camera and get into it. He is Dr. Mina Shahada. How are you mate? I'm very well. How are you going Kira? Yeah, not too bad. Yeah, um, thank you for being on the podcast. I appreciate no, it. Thank you for inviting me. That's all right. Um, if the podcast doesn't, if, if I don't like what you say, I'm going to just delete it and I'm going to have to find someone else to do it. So watch out. Yeah. I think it's going to be your loss, but that's fine. <laughs> we'll go with that. No, I'm sure. I'm sure this will be a good episode. Um, before we get into it, Dr. Shahara, what's it, what's it like? What's it? Because I, 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 you know, a few episodes ago, I mentioned we had a rib injury due to soccer and I had to go to the hospital um, and it was quite frantic. So mm. I didn't actually get to speak to anyone there about what it's like and, you know, I like to make conversation. What's, what's it like being a doctor during during the coronavirus uh, pandemic world that we're living in at the moment? Yeah, in the COVID period. Um, look, it was, I think it's been, a bit, it's been a bit interesting, a bit of a roller coaster ride. I feel that both the public and even within the hospitals and, you know, the medical field have been don't know what to expect. There's like this sort of like mystery where you don't know if there's going to be, you know, it's going to really attack or really affect Australia as much as it is globally. But I think initially, interestingly, it was, it was um, when it all started around February, March, all the hospitals actually decided to like went really quiet. And whenever you walk past the hospital, it would be like everything basically closed. You had this like eerie feeling that something yeah. was going to go down. <laughs> yeah. You felt that something <laughs> was going to go down and you're like, like, there'll be like five, 10 patients and you're like, what's going on? This is really bizarre. Yeah. And waiting for that massive spike. Yeah. But it didn't come. But now with the second wave, things are definitely a bit different. It's going to be busier, is it? Yeah, it's definitely. And I think um, around, well, maybe around April, May area, mate, we started to see big, big amounts. Like it was full capacity for very yeah. long periods. Everyone yeah. that was meant to come in March decided to come two months later. <laughs> so we get delayed presentations it, of all these people. It's <laughs> it really it, sad. Was it quiet because people... That had other issues decided not to go because they were worried that yeah 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 COVID definitely was at the so and stuff. yeah it's it's a mix of maybe some people who possibly wouldn't have gone to hospital I think um, or like on the fence they're like yeah. you know what I'm gonna stay at home yeah. everyone who I don't know if there's like an oldie that would be walking past that may have I don't know had a fall yeah was in home I was at home so they yeah. never so like you know you you get reduced fractures reduced this reduced yeah. that so you know um I th- I think it was a mix of is that the term used at the hospitals the oldies no no <laughs> right, you're gonna get me into trouble that's <laughs> no no that's cool that's so uh, that's right so it's a bit busy at the moment. Um, so we, yeah. we appreciate your time to be here. I know your schedule is very, very, uh, busy. It's been a little while trying to organize this, this get together. It has. Um, so that's okay. Uh, we appreciate it and we'll, we won't take too much of your time. 
essentially what I wanted to talk about today and why we, we brought you on is, you know, you've got a very unique journey in, you've bought your first property. Mm. Um, so first property in, in general, not, you, you didn't have a home, bef- you know, your own property before this year. It's an investment property and it's your first property. Mm. Um, but you've also bought it during a time of, there is a lot of uncertainty in the market mm. um, or in the world, global economics. There's a lot of uncertainty because of COVID. Um, and it's very interesting because there's a lot of people, you know, we get contacted on a daily basis by 50, 60 people yeah. saying, hey, we want to buy property, but we're just not sure if this is the time to mm. do it. Um, so I thought your stories may be able to help a lot of, a lot of our listeners um, in terms of, you know, taking away some of the, mm. the pain or the questions that they might have or the uncertainty that they might have yeah. regarding moving forward. So yeah. um, let's start with, I guess, before you... You know what? Why? Why did you decide you wanted to buy property? What put you in that path of you know I want to buy property or this is the time to buy property? Mm. Or, I just want to think about property because mm. we did. It has been a little while, you know, since me and you had our first discussion about buying property mm. to when we actually executed because um, of financing and loans and whatnot. Because we spoke the first time about property, what it was last year, wasn't it? Yeah, maybe around six months ago, or so six or seven yeah. months ago. So just at the start of the year, or mm. end of last year. Um, but you obviously you were thinking about it before you spoke yeah. to me as well. Mm-hmm. So what was that like? You know what 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 was it that said? Oh, right, I want to buy a property. Why did you decide that this yeah. is the path for you? No, that's a good question. Um, <laughs> to be honest, um, so I was very fortunate. At least growing up for you know most of my life was you know at home, so it's really good, and that obviously <laughs> helps because you don't have many debts or anything like that. Yeah. And then um, so like a degree like medicine, unfortunately, you actually are a student for a long period of time so you don't actually see money for a while so everyone talks about you know this nice income that doctors get but you don't see anything as as studying and it just means you know you're pretty much you know like on a student sort of yeah salary for a longer period actually um and so there came a period where you start to see money coming in your bank account and i was very fortunate in the sense that i didn't have many debts and then you start to wonder i don't know what to do with money and how to use it effectively you know Um, and so I looked into, you know, different ways to use the money, you know, wisely and whatnot. And property really spoke to me. Property was like a, particularly in Australia and Sydney, it's like a very stable sort of income. Um, it's one that, you know, it's, it's got a, you know, you're looking at the historically looking at it, you know, it's been growing in a very stable sort of way. Um, so it felt like it's a no brainer. Um, and one where I knew for myself, I wanted something where I'd probably be, um, an income that would. I'd be more on the passive side. I knew that I had a lot going on in my plate with study and with work and extra other, you know, extracurricular sort of commitments. So I wanted something where I didn't have to, wasn't a very sort of active way of, of, um, of managing my money. Passive income. Yeah, essentially. So you wanted a passive income. And as a result, um, you know, I'd, I was very fortunate. Kira, I actually went to school with and, you know, it was almost a no brainer for me to speak to him and, you know, I, I won't say too much more else, but it wasn't a disappointment. I can say that. I mean, I'm here right now. Yeah, I appreciate it. I appreciate it. Um, so that, that's a very good point. It's very interesting that you speak about, you know, with, you know, your career starts, you started to come into money. Mm. Um, and, you know, before we recorded, me and you were talking about, I guess, financial education, financial literacy. Mm. And a lot of people in the medical world or in, in any many industries, um, they don't know. And you're asking, you know, how did I get involved and how did I start and how did I learn? And essentially, 
what we were saying is there's there's no financial literacy course. There's no financial education yeah. course. No one teaches you at school yeah. how to be smart with your money. No one teaches you this mm. stuff. Um, and if you don't self-learn or if you don't have mentors or people have done it, um, it's really hard to to even know that you should be doing something with your yeah, money. Yeah. So it's very, very interesting that you, that you mentioned that, you know, you found some money and you realize you want to make that money work for you. Mm. But you also don't want to be working for that money. It's also like in a in form of a passive yeah. investment, mm. which is uh, obviously property. Um, obviously, we knew we know each other from school. Yeah. Uh, from, you know, a long time ago. We went mm. to the same school. Um, but before you approached me, did you... Um, did you do your own research? Were you looking for property? Oh, certainly. Yeah, yeah. So, of course. So, um, What was uh, that like? Um, just looking around. So, I think I was... For me, I'd spoken to a couple of people. So, I guess just personal sort of contacts and family members and friends that, you know, had looked into sort of like um, uh, investments and whatnot um, and how to, you know, ways that they use their money. Obviously, people within my actual workplace as well. So, um, older doctors and consultants and whatnot, you know, specialists that are working around and, um, they all vouched for the value of property. Um, but I found this common sort of like advice that a lot of the time, at least I can say about this about doctors is that there wasn't that sort of like, they, they didn't really know how to handle money very well. Everyone's kind of like, yeah, you just kind of learn and see how you go. And there was almost this common thread where ever a lot of people I was speaking to, had this, you know, almost reluctance to admit, but they did admit that they just didn't know much about <laughs> how to manage money. Yeah. And they're just like, look, if I get an income, I'm happy. Yeah. I don't like, uh, you know, and everyone just didn't really know how to handle it. And that kind of upset me a little, like, mm. you know, and that bugged me. And as a result, I pursue. And so I'd speak to people, I'd speak to brokers, I'd speak to all these kinds of thing. And then, um, you know, the unique position of, you know, this this buyer's agent, which is something that, not many people know about it yeah. really appealed to me and as a result you know i looked into that and i looked into this idea that you know if someone can actually help you purchase a property um and actually go through the pro like go through that entire process um that's a really big win you know like i i i knew in and of myself i wasn't going to be the person that had all that time to you know dedicate it to learning the, the property business and everything about it but i knew that you know, I would be winning if I spoke to someone who actually, you know, was knew knew something about it, and so it was almost a no-brainer for me, like to, yeah. to go that way. Yeah, that's. Um, I think that's a very good point in terms of, you know, I say this a lot to people and and to customers. You know, <clears throat> I don't know anything about cars. Mm. Right? If my car breaks down, I'm not fixing it myself. Yeah, I'm calling a mechanic. Yeah, straight away. Um, if, I, if I'm feeling ill or whatever, I'm going to come see you guys yeah. and to the doctors, right? Yeah. You know what you're talking about. I could go to Go- Google yeah. and, you know, Dr. Google, and then you know what happens on Dr. Google. You actually just have the flu and you end up, you know, you've got... A, Self-diagnosing cancer. Yeah, yeah. Like it gets <laughs> really extreme, thing, right? Yeah. That's how it works on, on Dr. Yeah. Google. Um, and I think that's the most successful people in the world. You know, your your Warren Buffetts, your Bill Gates, your yeah. Jeff Bezos. The guys right at the top, Steve Jobs, mm-hmm. when they... All famously say they surround themselves with people who are smarter than, than themselves in certain areas. Mm. You know, Warren Buffett, great share investor. Yeah. Right. Um, Steve Jobs, you know, genius of Apple. Mm. But Steve Jobs was famous for quoting, you know, saying, you know, I hire people smarter than me to work for me. And then I'm, you know, I'm taking their success essentially, you know. Mm. So I think it's a very smart point or very Mm. good point that you're saying, you know, I, I know a bit about it. I can research it, mm. or not, but I think if I surround myself with a team, 
um, that, you know, with a buyer's agent and accountant, yeah. solicitors, you know, you need a whole team around you. You're going to get a better result mm. than, I guess, if you went down the path yourself. So, yeah, I think so. I think, I think admitting your strengths and possibly your weaknesses is yeah. like, you know, we're all people who are better at that job. And I guess it's a common thing that I see in my field, for example, like we have multiple different specialized specialists. Yeah. So if there's a guy with a heart problem, I'm going to go to a cardiologist. I'm not going to, you know, I'm not going to, if, or a respiratory physician, I'm not going to go to, or a surgeon, I'm going to refer to them. Yeah. Like I, you know, I'm not going to be that guy that tries to pretend like I know everything about that particular field. Yeah. Yeah. Something else you said was struck me when <clears throat> you said, you know, a lot of the doctors, I think, you know, it, I know a lot of people in like my previous role as an optometrist, um, mm. it, you said this, you know, they're a bit reluctant to say it, but they eventually said, well, we don't really know how to deal with our money. We mm. don't really know what we're doing, which is a real shame because people in the medical field, right? Stable job. Mm. You know, you're not, you know, you're not going anywhere because we need you guys. <laughs> um, and it's a pretty secure income because you, you know, you're not going anywhere and, and the income is quite good. Um, once you get past your, your, stu- your student time, yeah. your student years. But, you know, they're not letting their money work for them. Mm. Um, and then they just say, you know, we're happy to just make the income. Mm. And it's a real shame because there's so much opportunity, especially for these people. Yeah. Like, it's a huge, huge amount of people that have this solid, decent income that mm. could be making their money work so much harder for them. And um, so it's, it's very interesting. It's actually quite disappointing that they don't realize the opportunity. Or maybe they know there's an opportunity, but they don't know how to harness it or, mm. or what to do with it. So... Uh, very interesting. Um, I might have to go to the hospitals and give seminars or something. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> you would be welcome. You would be very much welcome. But yeah, no, I, I think it's it, it is a serious point, and I think a large portion of it, not necessarily just because you know they're doctors, but I think it's just the nature of the job makes you time poor. Yeah, and as a result, I think that's probably a thing that not only doctors and medical field will be experiencing, but yeah. I'm sure all the different areas, anyone who's stretched and has a couple of things on their plate, yeah, yeah, they become sure. time poor. And to be an expert in an entirely new field who they may or may not be familiar with yeah. is is a tiring thing. It's a long process. Yeah, definitely. I mean, my sisters, for example, they both work full time. They got their kids and their children, mm. and this between work, children, you know, and trying to have some sort of life. Yeah, there's no time to do research <laughs> there's no time yeah. to learn a new world that's not happening. It's, yeah. it's very difficult um so that, that's a very good point um we'll move into uh the actual journey of purchasing the property and uh what was it like you know working with us this is going to be a little bit i'm hoping this is going to be a little bit of a self-promotion if not <laughs> we've got problems um but really, really, actually, to tell people what is it like to work with a buyer's agent because like you said a lot of people yeah. don't know what a buyer's agent mm. is or does, or how, how, what the process is like, how it works, you know, do we just take control? Do, you know, how does it, how did you find the process working with us um, as a company from A to Z, and then actually the end result? Um, so how was how it all? So um, I think the truth of the matter is, so I guess, reflect freely. Yeah. <laughs> no. <laughs> so I, I think if I was to be totally honest, um, I, w- I would say that I had an idea about, you know, the financial side of world and how to, you know, where I wanted to invest, as I previously mentioned. Um, And I think property was definitely something that appealed to me from the get-go. How to go about that, I wasn't entirely sure and I was a bit half-hearted. And I think the truth of the matter is if I was not, um, if if I hadn't um, spoken to Kiro and the first brick 
um, I probably wouldn't have owned a property just yet. Uh, I'd probably still be looking and I'd still be in the business and particularly COVID would have definitely been like, no, no, like I would not have, have purchased anything. I don't think, um, I, I think the entire process was, it was actually really good. And if, had I known this before, I probably would have spoken to Kiro before, like earlier, earlier on. And I, I would have looked into a property, um, much before. I think there's a couple of factors that are actually pretty amazing. And for someone who I guess in the position where maybe they, don't exactly know where to go. They know, you know, they see of people buying properties and people posting on Facebook and whatnot. Um, or they don't, they are time poor. I think a buyer's agent is absolutely a fantastic thing. It, it's, it's such a good thing to invest in. Um, Kiro here, I was very fortunate. Um, when I spoke to him and I told him my interest, um, it, it was, it was very easy to work with. Um, it was actually very, very easy. It was almost <coughs> as simple as Kiro, I'm interested. Um, and he was literally on the phone. He's like, all right, let's do this. Have you got a pre-approval? Spoke to my bank and, you know, a bit of investigating, speaking to people about kind of areas of where to go and what, and whatnot and how to invest, whether you want to do an apartment or a house and these kind of things, these kind of discussions, I think come later on when you, when you look into it a bit more. But for me, it was as simple as Kira, I'm interested. Once you have the pre-approval, um, he's got this whole sort of data set, you know, it's all this mysterious data set about how he gets it, but it's, it's, it's pretty amazing. And you saw some of the data. Didn't you? Yeah, I did. Yeah. I did. I did. So, um, <laughs> which is pretty amazing. And, you know, you get like all this historical data of almost like everything Tom, Dick and Harry and, you know, what they wear and, you know, which street they live in and how much they've <laughs> sold properties for and who lives in there and all these kind of variables that you wouldn't even thought um, matter in, in, in the business. And, um, from there you, you get a bit of an idea of the projection of, of where to go. Um, and it was almost as simple as that. Like I literally just expressed interest. Um, Kira then, you know, looked into different sort of properties as I was myself. Um, and you know, I, I actually bugged him a lot about, you know, certain properties I'd Facebook him and text him, you know, <laughs> what do you think about this, this, this? And he'd give me like, he'd spare the time to look into, you know, the pros and cons about each one. Um, it usually wasn't any pros in the ones you sent me. Yeah. All right, listen. All right, settle down. Settle down. Um, but it, yeah, it, it was it was as simple as that, and then we narrowed it all down together um, into what I wanted, what I was looking for, and the things that matched me. And it was as simple as you know, let's go on a Saturday, let's go to an open house. Went into it, and it was you know, the rest is history. And it was as simple as that. Kira basically, um, Kira would consult me in pretty much everything in terms of. Um, what I wanted, what I didn't want. And once with that was clear, price range was clear, things that I, you know, expected from the deal. Um, he, he did a lot of the negotiating, in fact, and, um, he came back to me and, you know, delivered the good news. Yeah. And here, here I am on the couch, and, you know, um, just telling my story. So, you know, it was, it was a very, very easy thing. And I think the thing that also influenced me personally was, um, the idea that sometimes, you know, if, if you've got money sitting in the bank account and um, something that I began to realize is that you should really need to make money work for you. And Kira, you know, was something that, you know, I guess in some sense, Kira was giving me financial tips and advice as well in the journey, which was really good. Um, and I realized that keeping money there in the account um, is actually doing me more harm 
than if I make my money work for me. And so buying the property was for me, um, making money work for me. And um, the possible interest in the things that I could be gen- generating from a property was well worth, you know, the advantages and disadvantages was well worth the advantage of just not doing much with the money and just keeping it in the bank account or even a and some another form of investment. It, the return of it possibly would not have been as much as um, investing in the property. So that was certainly another reason to um, push forward and, and, and to get into the market, um, dipping your foot into the market. Um, you know, they, they always say, once you get into it, is that's the best time to do it. You know, people often ask, you know, do you wait for the pros or, you know, the, the trough, the, yeah. the trough, or do you wait for the peak? peak and I'm yeah, sure that's yeah. a very common question <laughs> yeah. you get. But the best time is to just enter it, to be honest. Um, and that's something that, you know, I'm a big believer of. Yeah. The, that was, that was a very nice uh, monologue. I appreciate it. Thank you. Um, <laughs> hope, hopefully all of that was true. In a <laughs> not, not because I'm sticking a $50. But, uh, um, um, I know that you've been calling me Kira. If anyone's listening, like, who's Kira? I'm Kira. Uh, Kira is uh, someone that only, you know, my friends from back in the day at school <laughs> call me. Um, so just in case anyone's listening. KM. KM. That's what they know me as. KM. The podcast right. listeners. But no, Kira is fine. Just just in case people didn't know. Yeah. They might be confused. Who's this Kira guy? Well, now they, they know. They that. might think it's a different business. Now they know. <laughs> <laughs> um, they definitely know it. Um, b- before we wrap it up, what I just got one more question pretty much. We... We were buying during COVID, hmm. um, and I know me and you spoke about it a few times. Uh, you know, you had some questions about should we wait, hmm. um, should we hold off a little bit. And then you've obviously mentioned just before that the best time to buy was just when you're ready, hmm. essentially. What, what did you find? How was it? I mean, I know we take care of the process, but we're obviously informing you of every step of the way. How did you find buying property during COVID? Was it was it nerve wracking? Were you anxious, or did you find once we started, it didn't really matter. Or mm. was there any particular feelings towards um, buying during this, I guess, uh, very unique time that we're in? Yeah, um, that's a fair question. Um, and I think, like everyone, thinking, you know, no one really knows what to expect with a, you know, if you, there's always that sort of, um, that, that sort of debate that goes in your mind. If you wait longer, will it just be cheaper? Or should I just bite the bullet and buy it now? Um, you don't, cause no one really knows what to expect and no one really knows, you know, when there's going to be a second or how many waves there could be and, yeah. and whatever it may be. Um, I think my thought process was, I certainly was thinking, should I wait a bit longer? Should I just bite the bullet now and should I just go ahead? Cause I've been looking at it for six, eight months or so. Um, for me overall, I felt that, um, I didn't feel like COVID was a big reason to necessarily stop me. And I, I'd spoken to you about this and spoken to a couple of others, did my research. And I found that the market, you know, I know I know a couple of banks had come out saying that um, the market was, you know, was going to take a bit of a fall and a bit of a hit, a bit of a hit. Um, but um, I think looking at it, it didn't necessarily seem that way. Um, and I was quite involved for, um, I was looking through, the, you know, the, my properties, that, my price range and whatnot. And it didn't really, um, you know, it wasn't really congruent w- with that sort of advice. It didn't really <clears throat> fit with it. And so as a result, I think I just kind of was like, if I'm ready, I'm just going to go ahead with it. Um, and I know speaking to you and speaking to a couple others, they were saying actually the market was still there. And in fact, there was just less competitors. And so in such a way, possibly it was a buyer's market or was tipping towards more of that where maybe the, the seller didn't have such control. Yeah, uh, more uh, equilibrium. Yeah, it was, yeah. So it was more equal in that regard. And, 
Um, yeah, so th- that was certainly an encouragement. And I think, you know, now speaking of it right now, um, I-, I certainly, you know, I was quite happy with my, my decision to-, to go ahead. Yeah, beautiful. I, f- I was going to ask one more question, but you just answered it. I was going to ask if you were happy. Yeah. Um, <laughs> with, yeah. Um, uh, I guess my very, very last question, very mm. last question, and, and I hope I know the answer to this, um, is would you, would you, are you looking to buy your next properties with First Brick and would you recommend First Brick? To, to other people. Uh, and if the answer isn't what I want to hear, this part's going to get completely cut yeah, out. I know, I'll get cut. I know, <laughs> right? I know. Um, no, so to be honest with you, um, I've actually kind of, I feel like I've already answered this in my dealings with people before, even, you know, this sort of, um, this sit down. Um, but I think overall, like for me, I felt that it, it was, it was a very smooth process. Um, there's a lot to learn. There's a lot of things if you're unfamiliar with buying property. Um, and I certainly think like, you know, having spoken to a number of people also that they also are in agreement with everything that, um, I was being led and guided with first brick. If I ever thought to have a doubt, it was always cleared up. If I ever had a question, it was answered. Um, and I thought that, you know, the, the professionalism behind, you know, um, KM and first brick and it, it, yeah, it, it was pretty impressive. Um, so I certainly will be buying my second property with first brick. That's good. I've got yeah. that. That's a verbal contract. So, that is. Um, if you go out and buy another one without us. <laughs> no, but we appreciate, we appreciate the kind words. Uh, it means a lot. And, um, hopefully your property journey continues to grow in a, in a happy fashion. And we, uh, we make you some money on the side. So you don't have to hang around the, uh, the sickies, <laughs> the sick people that long, uh, at the hospital. Um, I, I don't think I have any other questions. I think that was pretty good. Do you have anything else you want to add or you, you, you sweet? No, I think I'm pretty good. Um, I hope you enjoyed the journey with me. I did. And I did really enjoy it. There, we had some good laughs. Yeah, we did. Um, had some good laughs at the properties that you were sending me as options. Um, <laughs> All right, this guy thinks he's funny right now. Just I think joking. he's a comedian right now. Um, no, no, yeah, it was a good time. I, yeah. I, it was great to work with you. Um, so yeah, well, thank you so much. Thank you for taking time out of your very, very, very busy schedule. <laughs> I know okay. you're, you're heading back to do some uh, work now. Yeah. I am. Um, so, uh, I appreciate it. And that's, that's, uh, pretty much a wrap. So thank you everyone for listening as well. And if, um, you have any questions or queries or you want to contact us with anything, you can find us on our, all our social media pages or you can email us at hello at firstbrick.com.au. Um, all our content goes on our social media, Facebook, Instagram, LinkedIn, YouTube, and, uh, but we're everywhere essentially. Um, podcasts, we're on Spotify, Apple, and, and everything we will, uh, so you can find us everywhere. And as we say every week, you know, just pass the pod to one person, you know, if you know one person that you think would be interested in this, let them know about it. Leave a comment, subscribe, give us a good rating, um, pass the pod. Thank you for listening. Buying property is our passion. Helping you do it is our mission. Ciao.